This is the Future of Agriculture podcast, the show that explores the people, companies, and ideas shaping the future of agribusiness. If you're curious about innovations in ag tech, rural entrepreneurship, ag sustainability, or food security, this is the show for you. Let's get started. Hey, thanks so much for downloading this episode of the Future of Agriculture podcast. If this is your first episode, welcome. My name is Tim Hamrich. It really is my pleasure to bring you these stories every week of agriculture innovation, the people, companies, and ideas shaping the future of the agriculture industry. And you are in for a real treat here today. Even though on this show we regularly feature entrepreneurs, it's very rare to be able to profile a story of someone who's gone all the way from business inception all the way through to a successful acquisition by a major multinational agribusiness. Uh, We have on the show today Sid Gorham. Sid is the co-founder and CEO of Granular and the head of digital ag at Corteva. Uh, Granular is a farm management software company that Sid co-founded a few years back and in 20. 2017, it became an independent subsidiary of Corteva. This is such a fascinating story as as a business owner myself and somebody who's entrepreneurial and cares about ag innovation. I think this was just a real treat for me, and I know you're going to love it too. So uh, I usually edit these episodes down from like 45 to 55 minutes down to like a 35 minute show, but I just got to the point with this one where I could not take any more out. I would be robbing you of really valuable information if I did. So I think you're going to love it. Here it is without further ado, my interview with Sid Gorham, co-founder and CEO of Granular. So Granular uh, is a software company headquartered in San Francisco that uh, has been around for about five years. Uh, for those years as an independent company and then uh, the last one as, as part of Corteva. Um, and when we founded the company, um, we um, we founded it in response to uh, a need that we heard from growers uh, that, that we had met, uh, you know, all over the states, who told us that they had a lot of uh, vendors and a lot of technology that was focused on helping them be better farmers, but that they needed help being better business people. Uh, that, that they were uh, pretty uh, confident and on top of the, the farming side of their job, but when it came to uh, building budgets, hitting budgets, marketing their grain, managing their land decisions, uh, thinking about you know the uh, capacity of equipment and labor they used, all those sorts of uh, business decisions that get made throughout the year. Um, they, they all told us that, that um, they needed to get better, uh, the environment you know, uh, required that they get better and that they uh, knew that they uh, needed better tools than the ones they were using today or the ones their dads had used. So that was uh, the core premise. And and that really um, resonated with us because um, it, it, it made, made it much less farming specific. It made it much more uh, just, uh, you know, farms or businesses they have some you know really unique challenges and you know their exposure to the weather and their exposure to the markets and all kinds of uh, you know there are many things that are unique about farming but uh they're actually uh, when, when you view them through the lens of you know a five million dollar business or a ten million dollar business uh they farmers have a lot of the same challenges that that other businesses of that scale also have 
And when when you uh, founded Granular, did you see a model in other industries like, oh, well, farm is just a business just like X, Y or Z business that uses this other software. So maybe we could kind of create that for agriculture. You hear that a lot from startups like, oh, we just want to be the that for for agriculture. Was it anything like that for you? Well, yeah, actually, I think we are um, like, far, you know, when you talk to people in agriculture, they say, well, what, what happened all of a sudden? All these uh, tech companies and, and investors suddenly um, found agriculture and, you know, what, what prompted that. And I, I think it's part of a broader um, trend, which is, you know, the Internet and, um, you know, information technology um, started with the easy problems, right? It started with how do I book a uh, airline ticket or how do I order a book or how do I um, email my friend um, and it you know there there were there were problem you know there were opportunities that were really layups for entrepreneurs and investors to um, to to focus on and I think there's over the last five to eight years there's been a you know a, a lot of attention paid to these to the industries that are harder that are more stubborn more uh, difficult to change have uh, uh, you know, certain technology barriers that make them tougher nuts to crack. And so in my mind, it's really information technology is, is having an impact on, on every part of the economy, but it, it's, it's happening in sort of a easiest to hardest um, order. Uh, and farming for a variety of reasons is, is um, you know, it's pretty hard to make software and computers uh, fit in the, um, the daily life of a farm. And so uh, it's probably you know, understandable that, that people are just getting around to it in, you know, um, in, in, you know, last five or uh, so years. And as, as you've developed Granular, um, you, you mentioned it's kind of hard to find technology that's going to fit, you know, farm problems, especially the, the harder problems. What type of farmer did you have in mind as far as what, what type of farmer best fits Granular's technology? Yeah, so it's evolved over time. When we first started, you know, when you when you start a technology company, what you, what you really want to do is focus on on early what are early adopters, customers who have a um, that sort of um, uh, are really clamoring for a solution. They've been waiting for it. They see clearly how it could fit in their business. Um, and so we found a, a couple dozen of those types of farmers when we first started. They, they were um, tended to be larger farmers. They were very, um, you know, uh, meticulous business people. And 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 you know, they tended to be farmers. When when I when you talk to them and you said, um, "What's it like running your farm in Excel?" They would say, "Oh, I've got." 72 workbooks and they're all connected and I've got pivot tables and sometimes a link breaks and I'm running scenarios and let me show you this. And they, they were really pushing the boundaries of what they could do with, uh, with Microsoft Excel in terms of uh, managing and analyzing their business. And so when we said to them, wouldn't it be better if you had purpose-built software that did everything your Excel workbook did and was available on your phone and could be shared with everyone on the farm and you know, shared with your advisors and they, they immediately, that type of farm would say, uh, you know, where have you been all my life? Yes, bring it on. Um, and so that, that's who we started with. Um, but over time, we've continued to make the product easier to use, uh, simpler to train on, quicker to get value from. And so now we serve uh, farms of varying levels of uh, sophistication, varying, level, varying levels of size. And, and for many of them, 
you know, they're not pushing the boundaries of Excel, but, but they, they, they want uh, to be in better control of their business. And, mm-hmm. and so I would, I would say we started at the very sort of far end of the um, sort of financial sophistication uh, spectrum, and we've been working our way uh, into the more of the mainstream. Gotcha. So, so the sure tail sign of, of someone who needs granular or somebody who says, I've got information everywhere and I, it's, it's hard to kind of keep it all straight. That's right. Yeah. So if you're, if you're not trying to measure the business, if you're not trying to analyze the business, then uh, you, you're probably tough for us to sell. Uh, you, you sort of need to recognize that as a problem first. Right. But it's pretty rare that we, uh, today, that we run across a farmer that isn't trying at one level or another. Yeah, I want to ask a little bit more about that because I do think we're we're in the middle of sort of a a data. I don't revolution is probably too too much hyperbole, but we're we're in we're in the middle of a, sort of a data movement in agriculture where we're recognizing uh, the value and trying to kind of put the pieces together on on how we deal with all the data that goes on, especially at the farm level. Uh, where do you suppose we are in that evolution? You know, is it just getting going? Are we midway through it? I know you just mentioned it's it's getting more and more rare to see a farmer that's not trying to keep all that stuff straight. Where, where do you think we are sort of in that, uh, in that period of, of what will soon to be history? Yeah, so I think we're um, pretty well into the, um, I'll put it on baseball terms, or uh, we're, we are... Uh, baseball terms are fine. I can relate to that. You view it uh, in two phases. The first phase being uh, collect your, measure your business um, uh, with a certain level of fidelity and get all that data organized. I would say we're we're well into that stage of the revolution. I would say the um, the next and more exciting phase is um, have the software, have the data, make recommendations to you, right? So it's not just you contribute data and then you go look at it and think about it, but rather that the software turns around ideas to you that says you know um, you know we recommend that you uh, you know uh, sell 20% of your crop. Now we recommend that you harvest that field after this other field. We recommend that you, um, you know, whatever, buy another combine or whatever it is. Uh, so I think the sort of decision support phase is uh, just beginning. And, and that, that's where you're, where the fun really is. In my, my opinion, we had, we had to do the, the hard work, the, the, uh, you know, uh, you know, painful, you know, uh, really detail-oriented work of laying the plumbing. Uh, but now I think we're, we're finally getting into the phase where there are uh, farmers have enough data and enough uh, fluency in their data that uh, uh, companies like Granular can start to, uh, to test more, um, you know, more um, uh, decision support features, basically. Interesting. Yeah. So the, the plumbing being like just collecting the data, knowing that it's there and knowing how to access it. And then yeah. how, how can we turn that into an actionable insight? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. No, very cool. And I, I know you, you, you have, you had some background in, in agriculture before granular, but most of your background was in software and analytics and building those companies. Um, That's right. and, and how has agriculture been different than, than other industries in which you've worked? Yeah. That, um, you know, I think the um, the, mo- the most unique thing about agriculture. I mean, there there are of course um, technical things about farming that that are unique, like you know fusion options or uh, hybrid corn or what what have you. The the thing that I think is very very 
um, dominant and unique in agriculture is, is the family-owned business structure, right? And so um, really the thing that grandmothers have to learn to navigate uh, over our history is, is how we sell technology like this into a family business where uh, very typically you have the son and the father active in the business uh, at the same time. Uh, and they have very different attitudes towards technology and the role of technology and the usefulness of technology and and just very, uh, kind of different attitudes about uh, transparency and sharing information and and collaboration around decisions within the farm and that type of thing. It's um, you uh, there's some some just fascinating you know uh, marketing and sales and uh, other challenges that come out of uh, you know uh, trying to work with these businesses to to have them adopt technology like ours and get the most out of it. I want to pause right here just to take a minute to thank Granular for sponsoring this mini-series on tools to manage the modern farm business. The opportunities that come with increased access to technology and data are changing the way we farm. Here right now from Gina Harms of Cleet Farms in Gearing, Nebraska, on how they're using technology to make better, more profitable decisions. We are a family operation and we grow through relationships with other farmers or relationships with other people. And that's how we found Granular. They kind of stand out from the competition because they're more than willing to help. I feel like they have the same values that I do and they really get you up and running before you even start. So it's really set up to be farmer friendly. The features that are in Granular help us make better decisions. So when we're looking at that information and we're making a plan for next year, we're much more confident in what's gonna work because we're able to track what's going on. The biggest selling point to us was you can go by crop, you can go by field. We can look at how much it costs us for fertilizer per bushel. So there's a lot of value there. You can easily figure your break even on the different crops. Granular is an agriculture software company dedicated to building stronger, more profitable farms. With web and mobile apps grounded in advanced data science technology, Granular, an independent subsidiary of Corteva AgriScience, helps farmers make data-driven, real-time business and agronomic decisions with greater confidence. Check out their digital solutions to help you better manage your farm at granular.ag. Big thank you to Granular for sponsoring the Future of Agriculture podcast. And is the reason that you know, granular or, or something like it, some solution like it didn't exist before five years ago. Was that because of the plumbing you mentioned earlier about not having the data or, or what is it that kind of uh, makes granular happen now and not, and not 10 years ago or more? Yeah. So there was software that, that was similar to ours, uh, you know, 15 years ago, but it was uh, desktop software that was uh, disconnected, not connected to the internet not connected to the machines that were in the fields, not connected to the markets. It was you know, standalone software that ran on you know, a dusty computer in the corner of the farm office. Uh, and it was really only the most uh, dedicated uh, farmers that, that had the patience and you know, saw the payoff in using that type of product. And so I think a, a number of things that have made granular possible, um, some, some have to do with demographics in the market, like more, uh, young people coming back into these family businesses who um, you know, use technology in every other part of their life. So it's totally obvious to them that their smartphone can help them be a better farmer. Uh, but, but from a technology perspective, you know, a couple things. Uh, um, the, the machinery in the field is uh, increasingly connected to the internet, which is uh, a major benefit because it, it basically 
removes the need for um, manual data entry. If, you're, if your tracker is telling you what it did today, uh, you don't need to type in, this is what my tractor did. Uh, and the tractor is recording it in very high fidelity uh, at a geospatial level, so it unlocks all kinds of um, other other potential uh, you know, levels of, of insight. Um, and then, uh, you know, of course, we're we're now in an era where where most software is written for the in the cloud, so that every every device, you know, every user can access it on their their laptop at home or the desktop in the farm office or on their phone and everybody can share access to it. And that, that makes the software much more of a team sport, right? It makes it much more of a collaboration tool. And, um, you know, one of those, and I think that's very significant because these farm teams tend to operate um, over you know, big geographies, obviously. Uh, and they're often, you know, no matter how big the team is, whether it's three people or 30 people, um, they, they have a need to know what the others on the team are doing and, and how their work interconnects. Uh, and having a collaboration tool like Granular available you know, to everybody on the team all day, whenever they need it, just puts that information at, at everyone's fingertips and makes it much more of a, um, it's more like the whole farm team is adopting the software instead of just the owner, um, which is very powerful. Yeah, definitely. And I would imagine as farms grow in size, that's a that's a problem they sort of discover on the, along the way. Maybe it was just one person and then maybe a father son and then they bring other people on the team as they grow. Now it's like, oh, wow, I can't just keep it all in my head anymore. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And so farm consolidation is, a, I guess, another big driver here, right? As, uh, as farms get bigger, as the land that uh, these farms operate in tends to be less contiguous, right? You, you're offering, you know, farm that's three counties away or another state away, all of a sudden the, the sort of cost of uh, driving out to, to do something when it's not ready to be done or missing each other uh, starts to really um, in, impede your uh, efficiency and profitability. So, so these, um, you know, the, the farm consolidation is a big piece of it. Sure. Well, we have uh, quite a few entrepreneurially minded people that listen to this show. And so I think they would love to probably hear more about, about your entrepreneurial journey, specifically with Granular. I know you've had more than one, uh, but, yeah. uh, but uh, when you decided that, yes, we're going to do this granular thing, what, what was step one for you? Yeah. So um, like a lot of um, uh, uh, entrepreneurial stories, there's, uh, this was a, um, a success that came out of a failure. So uh, I, um, this is my the second company that I've worked in, in in the agriculture industry. The first was a company called Solum, the S O L U M, that was um, uh, founded by uh, three very smart uh, Stanford physicists that were trying to um, bring new technology to the soil testing and fertility management side of the industry. So they. Uh, noticed that many of the soil labs in the um, in the industry and many of the um, uh, techniques used to translate soil tests into fertility recommendations um, uh, were uh, uh, either outdated or inconsistent or uh, there wasn't enough investment from from industry players in that area so these three guys started a, um, a company Solon which was a company that built a um, very high-tech soil lab in Ames, Iowa, uh, and, and also some uh, on-the-field on the soil testing technology. 
And I joined them as their CEO um, and tried to get that business growing. And, and we, um, we really discovered that it was, while that we had some, uh, we think, uh, you know, very uh, profound science or impactful science, uh, it was just very hard to change the industry's approach to things like uh, fertility management, right? The, the industry has a, a you know, well-established, um, at least at that time, way of, of, uh, of adopting new technology into the retail channel and into the agronomy uh, network. And so Solum really had trouble uh, scaling uh, revenue and getting access to farmer acres. And so we, I ultimately concluded that that, that business wasn't going to work on a time frame that made sense uh, for our investors. And so we sold that business to Monsanto. Uh, and uh, and I'd only been there about a year, and I was still very interested in agriculture and, and committed to doing something in the space. And so um, I went to our board and said, "Would you give me um, some some time to try to find another opportunity uh, and start another company here um, because this one it didn't work and it you know was short lived." And so um, that was when we went out and spoke with all the farmers as as I was describing earlier, and and they gave us this feedback around needing help being being uh, better business people. Um, and so, you know, with that germ of an idea, we kept um, testing product concepts and, and looking at what, at what farmers were doing in Excel and riding along with farmers and observing how they ran their um, daily operation and how they interacted with their uh, advisors and landlords and the like. And we really um, were very... I guess methodical about how, how we studied the, the the this group of farms that were interested in helping us and and we um, you know we we were encouraged by that you know what, what you want to see when you go out and do something like that when you're thinking of starting a company is is that um, uh, the group of uh, potential customers that you're working with have common problems right so if you chose 20 farms and they each had one unique problem uh, that would that would not bode well for the opportunity, right? Because right. you, you'd be uh, you know, having to develop a bespoke thing for every every damn farm you met. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas here, uh, you know, two two a one, the farmer said, I, "I'm trying to measure my business down, my, you know, the profitability of my business down to the field level and the acre level, uh, and I can't get there with the tools I have, or it's too hard, and I, you know, I, I need help." And so we were uh, fortunate enough to have that original group of investors from the from the first company uh, in the wings, and so uh, and they already had confidence in us as a team and in the uh, industry, and were sort of spun up. So we uh, luckily um, sort of started our journey with a with a group of you know top tier investors that you know uh, we didn't we didn't have to go convince because they were already right there, um, and so that that really helped things a lot. Um, and then from there, um, we just kept uh, you know, building the business, building the product, and, and resolving uh, risk um, in the business. You know, um, so investors, when they when they fund a company like Granular, they they first want to see can you build a product and do do customers like it enough to use it, and then they say okay check now let's see if you can uh, sell it fast enough uh, and cost effectively enough uh, to, to be able to scale into a, a big business and so we, we've uh, you know, proved that we could do that um, and then you know on and on so you know there's really uh, one of the things about um, venture investing in Silicon Valley broadly is that um, 
there, there's a very kind of tried and true formula for for building businesses like this that everyone understands. And while you know, Grainer had its own unique twists and turns, uh, and the industry has its own uh, you know uh, particular aspects. Like you know, you can't sell during planting, and therefore you got to tell investors not to uh, expect any new sales when the farmers are in the field. Right. Uh, but but uh, uh, you know, um, we we generally uh, followed that general playbook for building a software business with with these type of investors. That's really neat. I, I know, you know, specifically with the problem you solve, um, I did a, a research project in Liberia in West Africa where we were interviewing farmers. We interviewed 400 farmers and we were asking about what technologies they use. And when I say technology, I don't mean software. I mean like fertilizer or, you know, if they, you know, used a planter or something. Um, and what we, we weren't going to, to search for this variable, but I, what I kept noticing is there was always not always, but a lot of times there was maybe one farmer that kept records of his of his farm. Nobody else did, and he would keep records just by hand with a pen and paper. And and it, it always seemed like that farmer w- was was better off. And, right. and it's just amazing. Nobody else saw the value in doing it except for that one person. And and right. that farmer was always better off. And I think that's really interesting, especially when you sort of extrapolate on, on what you do for for the farmers you serve with with this software technology. What about, you know, obviously this is kind of a, it's like an investment where, where you invest the time to learn the technology and then it pays dividends in, in freeing up your time and um, yeah. taking things off your plate down the, uh, you know, in the future. Um, how about getting farmers to make that initial investment and what, what sort of learnings have you had about helping farmers to, to uh, onboard new technology and integrate it into their operations? Yeah, so um, that's critical for us because um, our, our, we, um, we have a very strong uh, customer retention rate. Um, but when we, uh, when we lose farms, it tends to be that we, it's more accurate to say we never had them. Right, uh, and we describe this as the gym membership problem, where where uh, they say, um, I absolutely, I'm looking to get better at financial record keeping and financial decisions and run a tighter ship. And I understand this is going to take some work, and but I'm I'm willing to sign up for the software and and have your trainer come out to the farm and explain to me how to use it. I'm, I'm you know, I'm all in. Uh, but then when it comes time to actually do that. Um, they, uh, you know, have other priorities and it, it, it's difficult, sometimes difficult to fall, follow through on, just like a gym membership. You may, may want to get in great shape, but when the alarm goes off at 6 a.m., uh, you know, maybe, maybe you don't want to do it. Right. Uh, and so we, we put a lot of attention on that first period and making sure that uh, what we describe as the time to value is, um, is as short as possible so that uh, we don't try to teach everybody the whole product all at once, which is a lot of work, but instead say, okay, here's this one feature that we know you need, uh, and it's easy to learn, easy to start using, easy to see the benefit from, and, and we get the kind of ball rolling with that. Um, but that, that has been a um, critical thing for us to figure out because uh, early on, we, we uh, frequently ran into situations where the, where the farm would sign up, and if you, don't, if you don't get them going to the gym in that first few weeks, it's very unlikely that six months in they're gonna wake up and go to the gym. Uh, so we you gotta you gotta uh, get get it working correctly from the beginning. Sure. No, that's yeah. a great analogy. One I can relate to for sure. <laughs> I want I want to go to the gym. I really do, but it's yeah. hard. Um, 
in 2017, uh, Granular was acquired by DuPont, which is now Corteva. Uh, can you take us back to to that decision that you made, I'm, I'm assuming, with your board and sort of uh, um, how you, the thought process behind making that move? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, uh, most of us here at Granular are, are, are highly um, motivated by the, by the mission of the company, which is, which is to make farmers more efficient and profitable and allow them to be uh, better stewards of the land. Um, and we want to do that on a global, you know, hundreds of millions of acres scale um, because it's a, it's a huge industry. It's a big world. The food system is huge. And, and just um, even if you made a difference on, you know, uh, 50,000 acres in Indiana, that, that's, uh, you, you can't really declare victory on changing the food system. It's, it's a big, big problem space. And so granular um, on its own uh, was was making good progress. We had a few million acres of customers. We were growing rapidly, um, but uh, I realized two things. Um, the first was that it was going to be a long road to uh, you know have an impact on the industry at a global scale. Um, it was hard enough to expand into North Dakota or Arkansas, uh, never mind Brazil or the Ukraine or South Africa. Or, you know, when, when I thought about the, the challenge of figuring out farming in all these other geographies, it, it was starting to, um, even as a um, brash entrepreneur, I was starting to be pretty in- intimidated by that one. Uh, and so I, I started to think about, um, uh, you know, what, what, whether we needed a partner to go faster and, and to have that global scale. And then the second realization was uh, I described at, at the outset that, that we had made a deliberate decision to focus on farming as a business uh, versus uh, the, the farming side, the agronomy side. Um, and I had sort of uh, in my mind and in our marketing uh, drawn that as a church and state division. Like you can, you can divide farming cleanly into business and farming. Uh, right. And, uh, and, in truth, as we got further into it and got very much more familiar with the industry and our customers, we uh, began to see that very most most critical decisions on the farm are some combination of agronomy and business and operations. Right? They're 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 the decision about you know what crop to put on field three is part a financial decision, part an operational decision, and part an agronomic decision. And it's very, uh, it's an, farmers don't wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to do farming and but from 9 to 11, and then I'm going to do business from noon to 3, right? They, they're doing farming all day long. Uh, and so that division started to make less sense to us. And we realized that we needed, our software needed to extend into the agronomy side. So we were out here in San Francisco, uh, you know, coming to terms with those two things, the global scale and the economy. And meanwhile, DuPont Pioneer had um, been developing software on its own in Iowa uh, uh, under the Circa brand um, that was really focused on agronomy, you know, very hardcore nitrogen management or uh, variable rate uh, fertility and seeding, and, uh, you know, uh, zone management and all kinds of other stuff. Um, and so uh, they had come to realize that they needed the business side, uh, that, that when they went with, met with their farmers, they heard the same thing I heard in the beginning, which is I need help with grain marketing, I need help with my land decisions, I need help with my budget, I need help with my lender. And those are just as important to me as what seed at what population to put on 
right. field three, right? And so it's almost as if DuPont Pioneer and Granular were coming to the uh, sort of um, um, the same realization from different sides of the problem, right? They were realizing they needed business. We were realizing we needed economy. Um, and so we got connected and started talking. Um, and, you know, it was not a uh, slam dunk decision for me. Um, you know, it was um, about much more about the future of our company and our team and our customers than it was about the purchase price or that kind of stuff. It was much, I, we, we all had to get comfortable that uh, this was going to be a good home for the business and that we were going to be able to stand by our customers and do the right thing with them. Uh, and so we spent a lot of time talking to the DuPont team about that and about things like data privacy and about, um, hey, are you, you know, do you view software as a grower benefit or do you view it as a way to convince growers to buy more? Pioneer hybrids, um, and so we we did a lot of uh, kind of gut checking with them on on sort of uh, first principles and you know what what is this whole space about, um, and ultimately got comfortable that we had a, a shared vision and that that we uh, you know if we if we started with what does the farmer need uh, and how can we best serve them that we would end up uh, you, know, uh, you know integrating the businesses in the right way. And so that, that that was behind, you know, that, that ultimately what led me to you know, make the recommendation to our board that it was the right time to sell and that it, the Dubont was the right owner for the business. Very cool. It, it's re, it's really neat to to speak to someone who's been through that because um, haven't had a whole lot of guests on this show that have, that that have gone through that that process. So thank you for for sharing that. Uh, it, it's been uh, about a year at least since the, the the deal was announced. I'm not sure how long operationally it's been, but um, yeah. what changes have there been either on the customer side or or on the employee side, if any? Yeah. So on the customer and product side, what we've been working on is, as I described, Pioneer had had this set of agronomy uh, focused software, and Granular had, um, our, you know, a uh, our business software, and, and we haven't talked yet about Acre Value, which is our land focused uh, product. So, so we had those three, you know, Acre Value and Granular Business, and then the Circa product. Um, and so, a lot of the last year has been about merging those teams and technologies and and um, and user experiences, so that a grower can can um, uh, move in a in a coherent way uh, across the products and and um, have his data travel with them and be able to sort of make decisions and manage different parts of his business with all of our tools. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so that's been a big part of it. And then of course, um, we've been trying, we've been figuring out how to situate granular within, you know, a very large parent company, right? So we are a few hundred people and Corteva is a 20,000 person company. Uh, and so uh, it's been you know, tricky to figure out how to, how to do that and how to, lean into the scale and scope and resources of, of such a big parent company when, when it makes sense, but also not just um, get absorbed and tangled up in, you know, the, the sort of uh, process and, and infrastructure that, that is uh, appropriate for a company of, of course, that size. So, um, you know, M&A of this type is, is notoriously difficult. It's very hard to, um, for very big companies to buy very small companies and and um, give them the benefit of scale, but not love them to death. Uh, and so we have, uh, I think, with uh, the leaders at Corteva done, a, done a, a very solid job of managing that. But it's uh, you know, we've had to feel our way to the right answer and 
and, and you know, and, and uh, you know, adjust and course correct along the way. Yeah, you you mentioned in there acre value, and I did want to touch on that a little bit. Can you just share a little bit about acre value to those who maybe hadn't heard of it? Uh, yeah. I want to get some more of your ideas on the future of ag tech. Sure. So acre value was uh, uh, our second product at Granular, and, and it really was born out of the fact that as we were working with these uh, progressive uh, business-minded farmers, they would frequently say to us, "My my uh, one of my biggest challenges is access to land and figuring out uh, what what is the next farm I want to rent or buy uh, and at what price um, and how do I think strategically about expansion over you know a ten-year horizon." And so it, it really started to come through loud and clear that that the um, the land you know farm farming was about sort of optimizing the land you have today, but but uh, you know a big piece of success in farming is is figuring out how do you get access to more land at the right pace and at the right price. And so acre value is is uh, the it, it has one of those uh, tidy uh, uh, nicknames like like you mentioned at the beginning, which is it is the the Zillow for farmland, right? So it is uh, it is a, a service uh, uh, on the web, free a free service that allows uh, farmers and other people in the industry to uh, research land, um, research the value of land. Uh, the history, the cropping history, the all the financial and agronomic characteristics of that land, the owner, the current ownership of it, um, and start to um, build a fact base with which they can um, you know, make decisions to um, to rent or to buy that land. Um, and so it's uh, today it's it has a free and a paid tier. Um, and we have some exciting uh, new releases coming uh, in 2019 that relate to um, linking uh, landlords and tenants uh, in, a, in a more uh, online fashion to, to make their uh, relationship more efficient and transparent. So uh, it's a very exciting part of our business. It's growing very rapidly and, and it has very um, strong uh, synergies with our with our other business because the, the type of farmer that is drawn to acre value is precisely the same type of farmer that we would work with uh, in our other software problems. Right. Strategic, data-driven, uh, yeah. thinking about things like a business. That that makes a lot of sense. And it's it's neat to see a, a product sort of, I don't want to say unexpectedly, but but uh, because you have heard the feedback from your customer kind of arise out of that, it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. What other pain points do you still see out there today that, that either, either granular or, or, or someone else in the market you think is going to solve with technology in, in the foreseeable future? Yeah, so I think there are there are many, and um, one of the ones that we and others are focused on is is the crop marketing space. So um, one of the trickiest uh, uh, parts of uh, you know running a farm is is of course figuring out uh, where and when to sell your crop and how to hedge your price risk uh, in the market uh, and how that relates to uh, you know cost of production and. Um, Yield expectations and storage and all kinds of other things. So uh, it is um, absolutely something that you can't do well in your head, and you can barely do well in Excel. Um, so it is, you know, a, a very obvious area of the industry that that needs to be um, needs technology to, to make it more efficient. If you if you think about it, compared to the um, stock market, uh, farmers are living in a world of picking up the phone and 
calling their broker, uh, their stock broker, and saying, um, you know, what, what should I buy IBM stock today? Uh, as opposed to the world that most retail investors live in today, where they're buying Vanguard index funds on their uh, on their computers. Uh, so we, we think there's a real opportunity to bring uh, that that same sort of experience to to grain marketing. Um, there are a lot of challenges in that, um, uh, and uh, we need to get farmers uh, educated and with all their data organized the right way. We need to get the the buying side of the industry, the elevators and the the big um, ABCDs, um, to a place where they are ready to do business online. Um, but but all those pieces I, I think are starting to fall into place, and I think in the next you know three to five years we're going to see a, a very uh, uh, dramatic change in how farmers um, market their crops and, and use risk management tools. Yeah, that, that's a good one. It's one. It's one that I can I can definitely see. Uh, I, I my first eight years of my career were in merchandising, so uh, okay. understand that side of the business and think you're right. It's it's still there's a lot of aspects of it, not just the transaction itself being over the phone, but you know handwritten bill of ladings, uh, things we've talked about on the show before. Where it's still very very much. Uh, an old way uh, of doing business, and I think it is inevitable that 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 some of those things change. Um, yeah. another, another, just to throw one more out there that we're super interested in, Granular uh, and Corteva broadly have a very strong relationship with John Deere and with um, uh, many of the other OEMs, but but in particular John Deere. Um, and you know, there's there's obviously a lot of change coming in in um, how machinery uh, is operated and and um, how um, you know the, the introduction of autonomous uh, uh, machinery on the farm, uh, and how the, that will place an enormous. Uh, if you think about um, the the software and analytics required to to manage uh, machinery that doesn't have drive humans in it, uh, you're in a you're at a whole other level of of uh, information technology, right? And so uh, that is another like, big uh, opportunity to bring bring farms to the next level of efficiency and, and uh, help them, you know, uh, uh, reduce fatigue and, you know, not have uh, people out driving combines at three in the morning. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Makes makes total sense. I, I definitely think that's also been a topic topic on the show before. So I yeah. uh, certainly see that. What about uh, we we have been lately doing kind of a manager minute on the show where the guest just shares something about either uh, personal productivity, building teams, and, and of course with all of your um, you know experience building software uh, companies, I'm sure you you could go on for a much longer than a minute. But just you know top tips for either personal or 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 uh, personal productivity or team building or um, Growing a business, what what could you share with us? Yeah, I think um, so. We we I am now running a company where we're roughly four hundred people, and so my focus uh, every day is making sure that I have the right the right people in the right chairs, and that I am um, uh, basically setting them up for success. And I think you um, reach a certain point in your career and the scale of the organization that you're leading, where where you shift from being a you know, primarily an individual uh, doer to a uh, enabler of, of great leaders. And so I spend a lot of time uh, coaching uh, the, the folks who work for me and, and, and trying to think about how I can make them more personally effective as leaders um, because that has a huge multiplier effect. And, um, you know, uh, spending a, me spending an hour doing that uh, pays, you know, mul multiplies, uh, you know, throughout the organization and throughout the year. 
uh, and uh, there's nothing I could do individually that, that would be anywhere near as impactful as, as uh, helping uh, younger leaders in the business um, get, you know, get better at what they do and, and uh, lead their teams better and make sure that they're communicating the mission and the strategy with uh, the most clarity and, and, uh, and in the simplest way possible. Great. Well, Sid Gorham, CEO of Granular, head of digital ag at Corteva. Thank you so much uh, for being on the show. This has been really, really interesting. Oh, thank you. It's a great time. Let me know. Uh, I'd love to do it again. Yeah. And uh, as far as guests, if they want to follow up and learn more, granular.ag still the best place to send them? Absolutely. Okay. Granular.ag. Hey, hope you got as much value out of that interview as I did. There's just so many fascinating aspects to uh, what Sid had to say, everything from farmer and customer adoption to kind of understanding the problem as you enter a business all the way through to maintaining a culture uh, after you are acquired by another company. So really, really enjoyed that. I hope you did too. Big thank you to Sid and to Granular uh, for making that happen. We'll be back next week with more tools to manage the modern farm business. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Future of Agriculture podcast. If you like what you heard here today, I'd love to connect with you further. Go over to futureofag.com. That's futureofag.com. And let me know a good email address for you so we can keep in touch. Also, you'll be able to check out a ton of bonus content on the blog while you're there. Otherwise, make sure you're subscribed to the show so you can catch another fascinating ag innovator here next week. Hey.